Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning, then fast forwarded to season 41. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 41, episode four. They hate me because they ain't me. Looks like JD was not so money this week as he got sent home. He got played uh, hard. He did not get the money. But before that, I'll mention this up front rather than at the end. Reminder to listeners, you can tweet at us at Tribal Council 20 or email us at tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com. We did have somebody tweet at us for something they want us to talk about, which kind of comes up in this episode. Was it the Department of Defense? It was not. That tweet got uh like taken down or something or the bot account i think probably because i think pretty sure it was a bot account got uh like erased or whatever and so that tweet no longer exists or the department of defense is censoring people and they're like oh shit we can't let tribal council 20 know that's why our podcast is not doing as well as we want it to (laughs) yeah quit censoring us thanks biden um so uh this was tweeted at us um by michael former guest current brother uh i was debating whether i should say his name because maybe it's uh not great for the listeners to know that there's just one person that keeps messaging on us and nobody else but hey that's where we're at no Um, they need to know that we are desperate for them to interact with us yes that's true I am a desperate person. Um, So he said, can you two chat about the strategy of intentionally throwing challenges? In the workplace, firing toxic people can be great for the team, but on a show like Survivor, it seems incredibly reckless to me. Oh. Um, Should we wait until that comes up in the episode? No. Let's just talk about it. Because it's come up up on Survivor before. Like, it's not, this isn't the first time it's happened. Um, So my initial thoughts with this were i agree it does seem reckless um i don't think they give like great reasons on camera like what i where i could see some teams coming from are a team that is always winning and has never had to vote somebody off it can be a little bit of like a red flag to the other tribes of like they're going to become like the villains kind of just because it's like oh they always win they've never had to send anybody home so like they're not going to want them to win the whole season maybe and so it could be good to like show some weakness to the other teams kind of and at the same time get rid of somebody who either you don't like on their team on your team because they even if you keep winning they perform poorly in challenges or they're um tough to have around camp for whatever reasons um so that's where i could see like kicking somebody off um, I think it hugely depends on where in the season you're at, kind of. So, like, if they anticipate a merge happening next episode and their tribe is at the full six people and then the other two tribes could combine together to, like, take them out numbers-wise, that seems a little bit risky to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that I think my answer changes a lot if it's a two-tribe season versus a three-tribe season. Because, like, this is the first time that we've seen three tribes so what you're saying there, I agree with, um, because like you don't necessarily have a majority anyway, even if you like and keep all of your people. And so keeping it loyal, the argument that I have heard for it and that they kind of make in this episode is like you need to go th- 
the group needs to kind of go through the like gauntlet of tribal council to like see where loyalties lie a little bit and like work through that. And then you come through that afterwards, like more loyal to each other. If you like can all band together. I think though I lean towards, it's very rarely a good idea. Like you should not throw a challenge unless I think what they try to do in this episode could have made sense if more than two people were in on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Only like, I feel people. like you need to throw a challenge when it is like, you know, five of us are in on this to get this one person out. Yeah. And so five of us are going to throw this challenge knowing that it's going to have one person out. And like, we all know what the plan is from the very beginning. Um, because this seems like, I mean, both, you know, we'll talk later that it didn't work out in this episode. Um, but also it could have, if like one or two people are like, yeah, I want to throw this challenge to try to get this person out. And the rest of their tribe finds that out. They might be like, no, fuck you for throwing this challenge. We're going to vote you out instead. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wouldn't want that to happen. Essentially. We also saw in season seven, Pearl Islands, uh, ended up like not being awful for them, but the Drake tribe threw a challenge and then like proceeded to lose the next couple challenges in part because of that. Yeah. Like Um, gave the other team momentum kind of to like power. They also voted out in doing that. Like, I'm pretty sure that the person they voted out then was Burton, who was like very strong in challenges. Um, and I think they might have won more challenges if Burton had been there for the challenges. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So at this point, there are 13 players left after this episode we just watched. And six on the team. Luvu. Luvu, who was thinking about uh, throwing a challenge. Um, and so, like, if the next, if they don't merge in the next episode or two, like, then the numbers get down to, like, if it's going to be, like, at the merge six people from Luvu and then a mixture of the other two tribes like they're like that scene that feels like pretty solid that like Luvu can just like carry it through to the end to make sure Luvu is like the final six people or something like that uh because I think it would be tough to get like two different tribes to completely like merge together and but if they've never which the fear in this episode is like if they've never gone to travel council are they actually going to be loyal to each other mm. or will they pick yeah, off yeah. into the other alliances? Yeah, but like, that's true. But how, I guess I don't know how much a single time to tribal council is going to like really show you alliances. It's like, okay, we'll go with you this time to get this one person out. But like, that doesn't mean I'm loyal to you. It just means like, hey, I didn't want to get voted off. So I thought I'd throw my vote your way. Yeah, but I think like, so, I mean, jumping forward in this episode quite a bit, they if everybody had banded together to get Erica out um, on Luvu, which was like Deshaun and Danny's plan, it at least is like, okay, we all have united in the past to make this big move. And so like that builds some like team in voting when currently that has not happened at all. And so it is very easy just to be like, no, we're annoying each other. So I'm just like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And if they go in, if they merge at 12 or something and Erica is like, no, fuck all of you. I'm going to go join the other crew. Then they're down seven and five and they don't have a majority anymore where. Yeah, that's true. The interesting 
I just am, I'm just now piecing this together. I think um, Ua and what's the other tribe? Yasa. Yasa are the tribes with people who have found the beware immunity things. Like right? Yeah. Luvu hasn't found shit. Right. Even though well, they, I mean, like, they found like the ones for like Deshaun, the one in the to... fire. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah. That's true. So Deshaun has the extra. Did he pick an extra vote? Or, yeah, Deshaun yeah. has an extra vote. Okay. So the immunity things they're missing, which is kind of surprising because they don't have to go to, they haven't had to go to tribal council, which means they like have an extra several hours in their day or days that the other tribes lost in like the transport to tribal council and doing all the voting and all that sort of stuff that like is more time they could have been like searching for stuff. Plus there's just more of them, but maybe because there's so many of them, like, there's always somebody watching and so they don't want to get caught searching for stuff or something. It also a couple times when those things have been found on the other tribes, it's like, you know, in the couple hours before tribal council, they're like frantically looking for idols to help them. Yeah. So maybe they're more desperate and looking more because of that. And so they find stuff and Luvu's feeling pretty solid. So they're just like relaxing. Yeah, that could be. Um, all right. So, uh, I don't know how much we answered your question other than throwing out some ideas for why people might want I to lean throw towards never throw a challenge unless you are very, very confident of how that vote is going to go. But ugh, I would never be that confident on a vote. So I would lean towards never throwing a challenge. Yeah, it kind of, I don't know how much this uh, connection really fits, but there's a saying in soccer that a 2-0 lead is the most dangerous lead in soccer because when the other team like you you get much more cocky at 2-0 than you are at 1-0 and so you like let your guard down the other team gets a goal they've got momentum and then they like can burn it back and so it kind of makes me think of that like if you feel cocky enough that you can just like for fun throw a challenge and kick somebody off that's just going to start like the snowball effect of your downfall is what yeah. my concern would be there was a i did listen to the ringer tyson apostle mm-hmm. um episode about this episode so you know a podcast about a podcast um but they he mentioned that at one point when in one of his seasons i don't know anything about it uh he and someone else on his tribe tried to throw a challenge um and he was like i normally would never throw a challenge but there was one person one person on their tribe went to both him and this other guy who was like kind of viewed as a leader on their tribe and was like, hey, Tyson, we should throw this challenge to get, you know, Timmy off. And also went to Timmy and was like, hey, Timmy, we should throw this challenge to get Tyson off. But Timmy and Tyson were friends. And so they talked to each other and they were like, ooh, we could throw this challenge and get him off instead. And they tried, but then similar to this episode, they it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ready to get into episode four? Yeah. So we start off with uh, the tribe returning from tribal council i'm so bad with tribe names this season because i've this was Yua. Yua. i've changed my like note taking and so i don't have it quite as organized uh yeah so Ua is returning from tribal council Jeannie talks about how she feels like separated from the group she's mad they didn't tell her about the vote um she's been she talks about, is pissed she's like about screaming how, at them how much they she's been like helping around camp or around camp helping them like survive and stuff like that um and that they just don't appreciate it um shan uh straight up tells her like she's like listen Jeannie, you thought brad and you were like you were brad's number one 
he wasn't. He told me info that you didn't even know about. So like clearly he didn't actually like wasn't uh didn't view you as his number one. Um and so the info she reveals is that Brad had the uh the hidden the, like one third. Oh, was it the steal of it or was it the one third? Jeannie knew about that one. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The steal of it. Yeah. Um, and then that triggers JD to be upset because JD has been like, so outpouring with information to Shan, even though he kind of wasn't like she caught him with his extra vote last episode. Um, but he's upset that she kept this info from him. And she's like, it wasn't my info to tell. It was his info to tell. I'm saying it now because he's gone, which I agree with her on that actually. Like the, yeah, JD equivocating those two things is not fair. Yeah, and, well, and especially because JD didn't tell the info because he wanted to. Like he was trying to keep his info secret too before. Well, right, but his argument is you were mad at me for not telling you this, but you didn't tell me. Like you were mad at me because I didn't tell you my info, but you didn't tell me your info. Yeah, I don't know that I agree that it's that different. Like if they're if she wants him to tell her his info because they're so like allied together then even if she gets info about somebody else like that's that's info like that should be shared for the alliance uh yeah but i also i'm like that shan is like being really close with jd and also with brad so she gets both of their information um yeah jd does have a little confessional here where he says fool me once shame on me and that's the end of it you aren't gonna fool me twice um Meaning, like, you know, Shan played me and, like, took my advantage from me and I'm demanding it back. And that's never going to happen again. She's never going to get my advantage ever again. Well, so she does here. He asks for the extra vote back from her that he lent as, like, goodwill. Um, And we're going to see that uh, she gives it back to him, but not for very long because he gets played for a fool very shortly from now. So he says, you aren't going to fool me twice. And he's a liar. He is. Um, and from here, I think we jump straight to the reward challenge already. Yeah. My my notes say straight to reward challenge. Um, this is a kind of neat challenge that was harder than what I first thought it was when they first described it, um, where they throw this ball up on this platform to roll. I didn't realize they had to catch it before it made it to the end at first. Yeah, same. Uh, so that made it definitely more challenging. The ball like rolls through a trough and and that they are like running underneath the trough through obstacles, like ducking under ropes or jumping over ropes and stuff and have to beat the trough or beat the ball to the other end, Uh, which some of them are pretty good at and some of them are very bad at. And then once all four of their tribe gets through, they dig under a beam and then um, they throw the ball up onto like, oh, yeah. There's like a little beam with like an indent in it, essentially. And they have to throw the balls up to get in that indent. Right. Um, The reward for the first place team is they get uh, to spend some time with an expert about living in Fiji, who's going to like teach them about fishing and food and stuff like that. And then the second place tribe gets one fish. These felt like such different reward. Like it was like, yeah, such a huge difference. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think that. I mean, I'm sure that it's happened much more on the show, but for us who have seen seasons one through seven and 41, I think we have only ever seen the like expert come in season five. It definitely happened in season five. I don't think it's happened in any other season, but I remember then being like, this is one of the coolest rewards that they've ever had. 
yeah, it's yeah, very powerful reward. Um, so this challenge is kind of cool. Um, Heather really, really struggles um, from Luvu and never gets it together. Like she can't catch the ball while the other two tribes just like go at it and finish. Um, Ua ends up getting the win from this. Yasa gets second and then Luvu just doesn't finish. And she has a kind of emotional breakdown, but her and feels really bad for like costing her team the reward. Um, but Danny steps up and like her whole tribe does, but like Danny's really good about like talking her up and be like, you don't need to be upset. It's okay. Not a big deal. We're a team. We lose, we win together. We lose together. Um, which was a pretty nice thing from him and his team. Yeah. We see like her whole tribe encouraging her. And then we see like everybody, even the other tribes encouraging her, which if I had just won a reward challenge, thanks to her being bad at this. Uh, sure. I mean, I would encourage her to, I guess like, yeah, I, I'm glad that you failed. Um, yeah, they weren't, uh, they weren't saying they're glad she failed. They're glad I know, she kept I know. trying. I'm just saying it may be easier to like encourage her not being on her tribe than mm-hmm. being on her tribe. I think they kind of talked about this on that Rainer podcast of this episode that they should have rotated every like couple tries. Cause like clearly if she doesn't get it after the first like five tries, she's not going to just get it. Like she's getting more exhausted and it's going to be like harder. And so like that she should have done like two or three runs and then swapped out to somebody else. And if they do two or three and don't get it, swap out to somebody else and like give them a chance to rest and like see how other people are doing. Yeah, that I think is a big part of it, of like seeing the strategy of other people. Mm-hmm. Because she, I think her big downfall is that she wasn't getting it like into that trough every time. And so she would like throw it, see if it was in the trough and then start going. And by then it was already too late. Right. And so she needed to just like throw it and go. And if it fell out of the trough, then go back. Yeah. Um. So we get to see a little bit from Yasa. They... Well, wait, sorry. Jeff then has a little speech saying like, this is why I come back after 21 years because like seeing people be vulnerable and then get encouraged by people is what it's all about. Yada, yada, yada. Um, which is whatever. And I felt like it was a little bit uh, pandering maybe. Um, but he does make a point that I thought was interesting of like, she says she says that she felt like she let herself down. And he's like, do we really think that you can let yourself down when you're not good at something that like you have no reason to be good at? Like this is something you've never done before. And it's a weird thing that like, there's no reason for you to be good at this. Uh, which I was like, yeah, most of these challenges, it's shocking that most people aren't like, how am I supposed to do this? Like that people accomplish these wild, weird obstacle courses or like weird things pretty quickly. Most of the time. It's kind of wild. That's all. Yeah. I, uh, like this looked hard. It, it looked, looked hard, hard, but it looked I really was, hard. Maybe I was just feeling a little bit cold during the watch of this episode, but I was like, okay, I don't need this like after school special thing. Like, let's just move on. Like, she did a bad job. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, I agree with that. So <clears throat> let's move on. We move on. We see Yasa. They see a whole bunch of baby sea turtles. Yeah. That's fun. That's all I have from Yasa. Uh, yeah. Yes. Then we um, go to Ua. They're learning from their guide, Nathan. He teaches them about fishing, getting fruit. He climbs a tree like nobody's business. And then slides down it like a, uh, I think Jeannie says like a firefighter and a stripper. Oh, does she? That's 
That's good. Yeah. Uh, and after learning all of this, Ricard is like, maybe we don't need Genie anymore, who's been like helping us survive because they've learned some stuff. Yeah, but like we see him, we see uh Nathan fishing, but none of them are out there fishing with him. Oh yeah, no, I don't think Ricard's right here. I think it's the sort of cocky attitude. Like, I'm not surprised by him thinking this, but it's like it's like sitting back, it's like watching sports on TV and being like getting mad. Cause you're like, oh, clearly, you know, better than the ath- professional athletes do. It's like watching the guy climb a tree and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I could do that now. So yeah. I come back with some fish and be like, Oh, it can't be that hard. I got it now. I think in reality, Ricard is probably doesn't want Jeannie there looking for an excuse to say that he can get rid of her because he probably knows a emerge is coming soon enough. And so he doesn't have to worry about survival that much. Hopefully. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, and then oh, one other thing that Nathan does that is wild is he takes a coconut and he just punches it open. It was amazing. <laughs> he like has it on the ground and he just punches it and it bursts open. And I, I was blown away. I think it was like already cracked. He punches it open. Um, Luvu. Yeah, Luvu. They're discussing who should go. Erica wants Sydney gone. Deshaun wants Erica gone. They discuss losing on purpose. Um, turns out all of this doesn't really matter because they're not the ones who end up losing. So it'll matter for like future episodes, but for like for this episode, they actually like kind of fooled me here because when I was watching the immunity challenge, I was like, well, they spent a good amount of time with Luvu talking about like throwing the challenge and who should go. So clearly they're going to lose this immunity challenge. Yeah, actually, I was going to note that the editing for this episode was excellent because like before the immunity challenge, we get yasa talking about how they're like on a winning streak with challenges and they haven't lost something in a while we get uh yua talking about how like they probably don't actually need genie anymore and could vote her off and we get luvu talking about how they want to throw a challenge to get sydney off so i was like i have no idea who's losing this challenge like this could be setting up any one of these tribes to go to travel council yeah i thought Uh, the same thing like going into it I was well going into the immunity challenge. I actually thought I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to be that exciting to watch because clearly Luvu's going to win because they're or lose because they're going to throw the challenge. And then when it shows them, like, which we're about to talk about, starting to throw the challenge and they're like still in the lead, I was like, oh, I have no idea what's going to happen now. Yeah. So they, uh, so- I do want to know Deshaun, who like hasn't, I liked him a little bit in the beginning and he's just been like growing on me and growing on me the more that we get to see him. Uh, in this whole strategy talk, Erica goes to Deshaun and is like, Hey, we are both playing the game. We got this. We're strategists. Let's get Sydney out. And Deshaun is the one that like leads this whole charge of like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to cross Sydney. I'm going to like cross Erica. And Erica has no idea what's happening. Like Erica thinks that she and Deshaun have a plan and pretty much everyone else uh knows other than maybe nasir uh knows like no erica needs to go um which i was just very impressed at his like behind the scenes gameplay or at least what seems like behind the scenes gameplay also before we get to the challenge we got a confessional with sydney where she's like huh no wonder erica would want me out i am so hot and i'm so smart and i'm sly and i'm strategic and i'm good at challenges they hate me because they ain't me that's the yeah. name of the episode. Ba-dum. Yeah, her. Um, I think I we just haven't really seen that much from this tribe because they've been winning everything. Um, that 
I hadn't really formed an opinion about Sydney so far. I didn't like have many thoughts about her one way or the other, but that talk, that confessional there, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I don't like this person. Oh, I mean, I don't, usually these are not contradictory for me, but like, I don't like her as a person. I want to watch more of her. Mm. Like I, I really wish that we got to see more of Luvu because I like all of those personalities, even if I don't necessarily like them as people. I think we may like, I think they edited this episode to make it seem like anybody could lose this immunity challenge, but I think they also wanted to include that storyline because it's going to come up maybe next episode or something. Yeah. I also Um, think it's relevant to know that Luvu was trying to throw this immunity challenge. That's important to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So at the challenge, um, we don't get any butterflies. We don't. Yeah. We get no, none of the talk. So I think that's probably Xander is waiting, was waiting to hear somebody new say he, I guess we didn't get, or maybe I didn't pay attention to a facial expression from him when seeing Brad gone. Cause he had to probably be like, Oh shit. What does that mean for me? Like, am I just screwed? Yeah. It, it like just kind of ignored it entirely this episode. Yeah. Um, which I think was more of an editing thing. Like I'm pretty sure that producers have said publicly that Xander had to say something about the butterflies every episode or every challenge, every immunity challenge. Um, even if he doesn't hear someone else first and they, I think they just didn't show it because that was not important for the episode. Well, based off of, I think we'll see it next episode. So that'll be good. Um, yeah. So like Luvu trying to throw this challenge, but Yasa is really sucking it up and like, even ooh, a little bit like Luvu with Deshaun. It's really like Deshaun and Danny are the two that are throwing it, right? Yes. And they're like their team is still basically in first, if not like with second, but mostly like first for like most of this challenge with two people actively going slower than normal, trying to like not win it. Deshaun, the part of this challenge in the beginning is like swimming and like picking stuff up as you're swimming. And Deshaun is like actively like going slow in the rest of his tribe, including Danny, even though like Danny doesn't actually believe this is like, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Uh, They edited this really well. And like, you know, we normally get like Jeff kind of narrating the challenge, but they also are cutting to confessionals of Danny and Deshaun of like talking about what was happening, um, which just ended up being really great. Uh, once they get to shore, they have to like untie these bags full of things. And Deshaun, instead of untying things, just starts retying knots. Yeah, just like adding bag, knots to it, which is genius. Mm-hmm. That is great. Um, and then like Nazir just like uh wants the win, and so he's like pushing them through hard, um, trying to like come back and make sure that they do okay. Uh, I thought Deshaun was starting to look obvious that they were throwing it at one point, but I don't know. That Is it when he was like throwing him. the rings? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The ring throwing was really bad. And then Nasir steps up and he's like, give me a try. And then Nasir just crushes it. Um, I don't remember who, cause they didn't get first, right? They got second Luvu. Right. Yasa gets first. Yeah. Yasa gets first. They get second. And then Ua uh, takes third, which they, is uh, they so- third one. It ends up with Nasir and JD like throwing these rings on like a ring toss thing. And at one point, JD throws one and yells, money, uh, and misses, which is hilarious. And then Nasir gets the next one. And there's a confessional with Deshaun of like, man, 
that was a really great moment for Nasir. He really pulled it out for us. That's like so great for him. I just wish it wasn't right now. Yeah. Um, which also like, I feel like the tribe has gone back and forth on liking Nasir and hating Nasir. And I feel like they're like Nasir right now. <laughs> but that was, uh, that was just really great from both Deshaun and JD of poor JD. Yeah, I will say I, they talked about his, his money comment on the Rainer podcast as well. And I like, saw some stuff online about it too, about reading it as like a cockiness sort of thing. And I think it's more of just like, it's just like a young person kind of thing. Like that's what they do. Like if you're, I've, I've see, witnessed this a lot as a high school, when I was a high school teacher of just like kids throwing like something in the trash from across the room, they'll just yell like money or Kobe, like regardless of like whether it's going to go. And it's just when they throw something anywhere, they're going to yell that. And so like, uh, I didn't like, I didn't have any problem with JD yelling that. Like, I didn't think he was like trying to like be cocky about it or like be cutesy about it. It was just like probably so like ingrained in his head that he like does that all the time that it was just like he said it. Yeah, but like it is embarrassing to call those shots and miss them. Yeah, that's true. I will also say as a experienced uh, beer pong player, sometimes you do it to like give yourself the motivation of like it's like you got to will it into existence and you're just like all right money it's good and do you call money when you're playing beer pong not like a rule of like not like uh i don't know that i say money i might say like count it sometimes or something like that uh but i've said it as like a what like if we're like i'm not very good at beer pong uh so if me and my partner are like really struggling and we haven't made anything for a long time i'll do it to try to like turn us around to like pep pump us up even though it is likely going to miss the shot okay. also. I was thinking like, this feels like a side of you that I haven't seen very much, but I feel like you did that in Beersby a little bit too. Well, Beersby, I actually am very good in. That's true. You are very good at Beersby. There, have you ever played, this is a side track of other kind of drinking games, but not really. Uh, have you ever played Can Jam? Uh, I've never played it, but I've like seen it played. So I, we played it a little bit this summer as well. And then we went camping a few weeks ago and had like a different set of stuff that like we essentially like broke the game like the so it's if you haven't played it listeners it is this little plastic ring that's like maybe two feet high with a slot in it that's like the width and height of a frisbee a little bit bigger than that and your goal is to throw the frisbee near the tube and you have a partner over there who can like swat it into the can or jam it into the can which is why it's called can jam but if you can make it directly into the slot yourself with nobody touching it or directly into the top yourself with nobody touching it it's an instant win and it's usually like really hard to do that with this set we had when we were playing camping we played like five games in a row where on the first round of turns it happened every time like the four Whoa. of us that were playing just like we could just arc it right into the top and we we're like okay well i guess we should stop playing because this is now too easy uh there's no point to that story other than to say that uh we're good at games yeah no that's I'm I'm all for tangents. Yeah. So uh, I was going to try to do a cool segue using speaking of tangents, going off on a tangent. And I got nothing. Um, so Ua is going to Tribal Tangini. Council. Is that anything? And so before we see them at Tribal Council, we <laughs> go hear from Jeannie and uh, Ricard and that whole tribe. Shangini. Tangent? Shangini? Uh, Jeannie is talking about throwing the die at tribal council, uh, which I had forgotten about, about the dice. I forgot about the shot in the dark die. Cause it hasn't oh, been man. mentioned since episode one. 
Dice Watch, Monster Watch. You can't forget about these things. Oh, I have not forgotten about Monster Watch. I'm pretty sure gonna the monster's going to be. Console. I'm pretty sure the monster's going to be nothing. But we can talk about that after Tribal Council. Uh, so uh, Jeannie's thinking she should throw the die. She's hoping the others are going to vote out Ricard. Um, JD is trying to convince Jeannie not to roll the die. Uh, mostly because he is also worried that he might get some votes. And so if she rolls the die and is able to get immunity, then he's fucked because I knew votes for him move to the top of the list, basically, because her votes don't count. Um, right. And then Shan goes to try to talk to JD and convince him that like she's super nervous and she thinks people are going to go for her and she doesn't necessarily fully trust him. And she's just like trying to play this up to get him to hand over his extra vote again. Uh, which I cannot believe it. I guess I can believe it works. Uh, I think like knowing JD at this point, but man, it was a dumb move to give over his vote again. It's wild to watch him. Like he has a confessional of like, man, sometimes Shan just really needs, you know, a lot of like assurance. Like it's weird. Cause she's such a good player, but she like gets so paranoid. And I was like, she's not paranoid, dude. She's like, a good player. <laughs> she's totally manipulating you. She is a very good player. You're right. This is part of her being a good player. Shan has a wonderful quote that she says, I don't want to be a villain, but I do want to be an assassin. And we get uh, multiple times this episode, we get her doing her do, 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 do. Like, I don't know exactly the tune of it, but she does her little theme song thing. Some of which does out loud in front of people. And I was like, you can't do that. They're going to figure out that that's your like villain theme song. Yeah, I was like, when she's actively taking it from JD, I was like, I'm pretty sure that she's singing the song out loud. <laughs> I think I so, too. Do that. <laughs> but I mean, she did and fucking gets them out. Like she he got played so hard here where like she could have she didn't even need to use his extra vote yet against him. She just got everybody else to be like, all right, let's boot JD. And she got his extra vote from him. Um, so, I mean, that it can lead us like right into tribal council. Um, Jeannie talks a little bit about being on the bottom of the tribe, um, clearly because her vote was like different from everybody else's. So she knew she was like the bon bottom of the tribe. Um, I don't really have many other notes about like things that they said. There's a point when, um, Jeannie is like, I don't know, maybe I should just throw the die. And JD is like, maybe we should just all do what we said we were <laughs> going to do because sometimes when you make changes like that, it affects other people. Uh, and like and winks at he Shannon got, Ricard. He gives a huge wink to Shannon Ricard, uh, which is extra funny just because of the plan against him. Of just like we should all do what we said we were going to do, and he's like, "Wink, remember?" Because we're all on a team together. Nope. Uh, yeah, I was surprised by this. I did not think he was actually going to go. I thought it was just going to be Genie. I think I've been like burned by the hope so much on this show sometimes of like, "Oh, this would be fun if like this actually happened," and then it doesn't because they like can't pull it together in time, or it's just like. A little bit too risky of a play and so the show caught me off guard with this one i was not expecting jd to go yeah i was surprised by this too i was blindsided just like him i did like uh so even before it got to so he got voted out while he's like getting up to leave he kind of like turns back to him and says i can't remember what he says something like why or like any asks, particular reason i think it's yeah any, yeah 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 any particular reason uh which I'm sure they're, I would guess they're maybe not even allowed to respond to that. I don't know, but nobody does. Um, and he walks off and um, his final thing to the camera, uh, he makes sure to mention, he's like, hey, at least I had great hair, which he did have some great hair, particularly great hair, considering they don't have like bathrooms or mirrors to do anything. So like, it was a good job. 
Yeah. I do think, I mean, this might be part of just being young, like what you were saying, but I do think that JD, more than most of the contestants on this season or anything that we've watched, was like very hyper aware of being on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the great hair thing is part of that, I think. Like most people are not doing their hair special for tribal council. I also had a nice long dangly earring. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So uh before we do fantasy when he does his speech, then they show us like next time on Survivor. So next episode's called The Strategist or the Loyalists. Um, they show us a little bit of footage that shows Genie finding a beware advantage, which if it's the same one third immunity idol, that would be the one that uh what's his face lost, right? When he got voted out. Brad. Was he on that tribe? Yes. He was with he was on Yua. Yeah. So that would be like maybe that is Brad's one coming back into play then. Since he yeah, got potentially. voted off with it. Although I think that maybe that's what they want us to think, and it's just another different beware advantage. That could be. Maybe it's another one. I think it could be that's what they want us to think. And then what they're also going to throw in is that finally Luvu finds one and we actually get to see something happen, but maybe not. I don't know. That uh, would be great. And then they show the women of Yasa talking some more, Evie and Liana and Tiffany, that they want to get Xander out, which makes me think they're not going to lose immunity challenge next week. And so that's not going to actually be a thing because that seems like it'd be too obvious. Or that like, or they will, and it won't be Xander that's gone. It'll be Tiffany that's gone or something. Or, or they will, uh, and he'll have the immunity. Oh, or just, you know, something will happen and they'll vote someone off instead of Xander. Right. Um, yeah. So lots of stuff could happen. Uh, for fantasy, uh, I'm still crushing it. I didn't lose JD this week because he wasn't on my team. So I still have eight people left on my team. Patrick has seven left on his team. Our mom continues to have the streak of losing every single person that's been eliminated so far. So five people have been eliminated from the show. She had all five of them on her team. So she's down to only five people left. She has 783 points. Patrick at almost 100 points ahead of that has 876. And me with like 125 points more than that has 1,001 points. Um, so we need to name our MVP and then we'll do our final three MVP. I literally didn't put any thought towards until I just said it just now. Um, uh-huh. let me think about this. Um, oh, as I'm thinking about this, uh, okay. Never I mind. was thinking real quick that I wasn't going to choose anyone off of Yasa. Um, oh, that's ex- I already decided that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I didn't think that was like much of a spoiler, but it did make me realize that one of the reasons why I'm not going to do that is because during the immunity challenge, they're trying to swim to shore. <laughs> and at one point, Evie is just swimming parallel to shore, like totally the wrong direction and pulling them back. And it's hilarious. He like goes to paddle, like swim so hard like she is putting every ounce of her body into the swim completely the opposite direction of her team and not towards short and it is the best thing ever it's it's like such a small moment of the episode but like when i just think about it i laugh it's it's beautiful um i can't believe that i forgot to mention it when we were talking about the challenge um all right i'm, I'm ready yeah me too okay three i don't feel great about this one two one shan shan so I will say I was for a second 
I was like looking through the names and before I got to Shan's name and I was like, okay, I think it has to be her. Uh, I was for a second going to say Nazir for being able to like come back with his tribe when he had two people actively on his tribe trying to lose, throw the challenge and still able to not lose the challenge, like good on him. Um, But then I saw Shan's name and I was like, she got a guy to give up his vote, like extra vote again and then vote him out. Like that's some stone cold shit right there. Like she deserves this. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I, uh, Oh, that's not what I, um, yeah, I feel rough about having, giving it to someone who, um, lost the immunity challenge, but she deserves it. She, man, that was such a big move and such a good move. Uh, yeah. So that bumps us up a little bit more, uh, points awkwardly that, uh, mom's the only one that does not have her so yeah she's further behind now she's probably yelling at us right now listening to this because she really doesn't like shan and she's like how can you reward her for points for being a bad person and voting jd out listen mom that's the game um did she agree to write a song for the winner if she loses i don't think we talked to her about it Hmm, interesting (laughs) (laughs) something to talk about since she keeps losing uh I feel like we shouldn't pressure her too much because uh, that means you have to write a song again if she doesn't want to. So, I'm Well, cool there's that. still a lot of episodes left, Chris. Yeah, I'm just saying what you said before we started this episode that you were like, okay, I think you're going to win. Yeah, actually, the only the only people on my tribe or on my team that are not on your team are Nasir and Erica. And I don't feel great about that. Yeah, so you just need them to make a lot of points more than my people that I have that you don't have like Danny and Evie and uh-huh. Sydney. And so I feel like those three are definitely going to earn more points than Erica in this year, but time will tell. Yeah. Um, all right. Final three and the final three last week, I chose Xander, Shan. Wait, and- wait, wait, before we get to the final three monster watch, what's the monster, Chris? I think it's nothing. I think it was, a marketing ploy to be like, Hey, we're back on the Island and maybe it will be something, but they haven't like, it just hasn't even been, been mentioned, but maybe it's going to be like box watch all over again, back in season six, was uh-huh. that season six, where it was like, Hey, we got this cool box. You don't have a key open to it yet. We're not going to talk to you about it for like two months and then we will, and it'll be open and it will be, I don't even remember what was in the box. It was disappointing. It was like merge stuff. Oh, yeah. It was, yes, it was disappointing. So maybe it'll be like that. Maybe they just won't mention it for a while. And they'll be like, hey, remember, we didn't mention it on the show once, but it was tweeted at you once. So if you are on Twitter and you saw Jeff Probst commercial, I guess it wasn't just on Twitter. It was like a commercial. Yeah, it was like a major promotional material for the show. I refuse to believe that it's nothing. It has to be something like they can't just not mention the monster. Maybe the monster was the friends we made along the way. They're not making many friends. That's true. Is the monster Shan? Maybe we will see them. Well, they would have, if it was monster next episode, they would have put something about it in the preview. I was going to say, maybe it'll do something with the merge thing. Maybe they're going to, I know we just watched season seven where it had the, like, uh, the people that got voted off. What were they called? Cat, not castaways. The uh, misfits. Okay. Something uh, like that. Yeah. The Island of Misfit Toys. So maybe they'll do something like that, except they'll be the monsters. And so the monster will be hungry because they'll come back and they'll be like, we're hungry. We want to win. Everyone that has been voted off so far has then gotten attacked by a werewolf and or vampire. 
and will come back literally as a monster tribe. And or um, let's see, Count Chocula, uh, a ghosts too. I was trying to think through all the different cereals, monsters. Well, Frankenberry is another one. So like been killed yeah. and brought back mm-hmm. to life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, okay. Yeah. So I got nothing. Do you have ideas for the monster other than you don't think it's nothing? I've just said a pretty good one. Vampires and werewolves. I don't know what you want from me. All right. Um, if JD were to come back and be either a werewolf, a vampire, a ghost, or a Frankenstein's monster, which one do you think he would be? Hands down vampire. Don't even need to think about it. The vanity. Vampires are very vain people. And I think JD has a lot of that. Have you considered that vampires are very old? But they like they like in becoming immortal, they keep their looks. And so JD would be down with that too. He'd get to keep that hair forever. But he could never look at himself in the mirror again. But he did all of this without looking in a mirror. He's already yeah, ready for it. I think he'd be real and be a werewolf. Why? Because I think that he would want to turn into a wolf. Okay. I feel like I had a more thoughtful instant response than just he would like to be a wolf because he'd like to be a wolf. Uh, Yeah, I think Sarah would be a ghost. I think Abraham would have been a Frankenstein's monster. This is unrelated, but... Well, I think Brad would be a vampire. Mildly, would be mildly related, and we could completely cut this out, but me and my friends like to play Mary Fuck Kill a lot, and we did a lot of it when we were camping. Playing of the game, not actually getting <laughs> married or killing or fucking. Um, so vampire, werewolf, ghost, Mary Fuck Kill. Like, which one would you do? I feel does like it, we... Does it like matter that I only one of them is killable? No. Okay. We get to some pretty abstract stuff with our, our Mary fuck kills. Like we do it with like food all the time or random ethereal ideas. Uh, I feel I would kill the wolf, fuck the vampire and marry the ghost. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. The wolf is just like, I mean, it's only like once a month, but like, you got to be careful with that thing. And vampires are like notoriously sexy. And then, oh yeah. Uh huh ghosts and that's just a good time as someone who is married one of my worst fears is my wife dying and if she was already dead bing bang boom (laughs) or i'm gonna cut this part out probably uh the most fun one we had i think because it was so weird was somebody said all right marry fuck kill a warm glass of water the color red or some ants (laughs) (laughs) uh i think marry the water fuck the color red and kill the ants i had the first two flipped but definitely kill some ants red's sexy yeah i'm marrying it i'll just fuck the water so final three and the final three (laughs) i'm probably just gonna leave all of that in i'm sorry listeners like i bet you i know there's probably dozens of other survivor podcasts talking about season 41 right now i guarantee you none of them asked that question (laughs) i yeah uh uh-huh if you have a great Mary fuck kill you'd like us to discuss on the podcast you could email us at tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com tweet at us at tribalcouncil20 if you want to share your thoughts on whether you'd fuck a ghost or not or a werewolf or vampire send us those thoughts like give us something I I, want to note that actually I wouldn't fuck any of them but that's not a choice that's not part of the game that's true you do have to make a choice for the game Um, and if you are a child listener to this podcast I'm sorry uh, I don't know. Bring it up with your parents. Talk to them about the game. 
Uh, all right, final three in the final three. Last week, I picked Xander, Shan, and Liana. You picked Shan, Erica, and Sydney. Oh, that was two weeks in a row that I had Xander, Shan, and Liana. We virtually didn't see anything from Xander or Liana this week because we saw almost zero stuff from Yasa. Um, I think for the sake of, you know, how I like to play, I just got to roll with it. I got nothing else to add for it. I'm just keep it going. Let it ride. Yeah. Um, I had Shan, Erica, Sydney, and again, just got to let it ride. What I think is interesting here, though, is like the I Erica, have Sydney, Sydney and Erica. Yeah who are actively want to like get each other out of the game right now. And you have Liana and Xander together. And like, we know that Liana really wants to get Xander out currently. And so like, these are definitely not going to happen. My money is on yours crumbling before mine. I think it really depends on how immunity challenges go, but yeah. And that's why that's how I'm placing my bet. Cause I think that's how the immunity challenges are going to go. Okay. Or the immunities like idols included um all right cool uh anything else uh no cool um so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you our socials again listeners get at us talk to us i know there's some of you listening tweet at us email us give us some stuff to talk about because you know we want to hear from you so tweet at us at tribal council 20 email us at tribal council podcast at gmail.com and as always for this week of tribal council this is chris signing off This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. And the monster is probably even hungrier because nobody's heard of him or fed him. Maybe the monster is dying because he's not getting fed. He's been hungry for so long. Or she? Oh, or they? (laughs) 